Hey, welcome everyone to the podcast, Centuries and Saints. This is your host, Scott Matson, and it is great to be with you. Thanks for tuning in. And what we're going to be doing today, this is our second episode now. Last time was a brief introduction to the podcast, uh, but today is going to be our second episode. So what I want to do is I want to jump right in at the end of the apostolic age of the church, uh, pretty much around the time of the death of the Apostle John, the final apostle to die uh, in the late 90s or early 100s AD. So I want to jump in right after that at the dawning of what is known as the patristic age or the patristic era of the church. Now, the patristic age of the church takes its name from a combination of the Greek and Latin words meaning father. So in Greek, you have the word pater. That's the nominative form of the word father. And in Latin, you have the word papa, which means father. Okay, and so the patristic age of the church, it takes its name uh, from these ancient languages and these words meaning father. And that's what it is. It's the study of the age of the early church fathers, both Eastern and Western. So this age of the church encompasses such theologians that you may have heard of, uh, men like John Chrysostom, uh, Gregory of Nazianzus, men in the West like St. Augustine, Augustine of Hippo, uh, different people like that that maybe you've heard of. Uh, These men that were used by God uh, to help establish doctrine and really help clarify and codify Christian theology in the early centuries of the church. Now, generally, this age of the church encapsulates uh, the era that began at the end of the apostolic age around 100 AD up to the Council of Chalcedon in 451 AD. Now, again, these dates are somewhat fluid. Certain scholars will have different opinions uh, regarding this date or that date, and that's fine. Uh, But that's generally the idea. That's what we're getting at here. And so what I want to do as we launch into our study of the patristic era of the church is I want to take a look at some of the main themes from those few centuries of the early church, some of the issues that were going on, some of the major fights that took place, Uh, some of the major theological breakthroughs that took place, and also to look at some of the men and the women uh, from that age of church history. There is so much here, and so we're not going to be covering it comprehensively, but I do want to give you guys a good overview of it. So uh, we are going to take definitely the next several, perhaps many episodes of this podcast here, and we are going to be looking at that. So I'm really excited, and again, thanks for listening. And so what I want to do right now is I just want to outline some of the major issues that were going on in the church during the time of the patristic age. This time in the church's history was so important uh, because this is when these church fathers and these councils, uh, they built upon the foundation of Christ and the apostles and the scriptures, and they really helped to codify and to systematize the essentials of the Christian faith. Very, very important. Okay, now, if you come from a Protestant background like I do, uh, we Protestants sometimes tend to think that, uh, you know, everything that we believe, just we just got straight from Scripture and that was it. You know, that's a very simplistic, reductionistic view of the way that our faith came about and was shaped and formed. Uh, these men who knew the apostles, who followed in their footsteps with the Scriptures, certainly 
but they also prayed and they met in councils and they made decisions uh, that still impact and influence us today. Okay, and so our faith has a very, very rich history and tradition behind it. And so it's really important that we understand that. Even those of us who are Protestants, it's very important that we understand where our faith comes from. And we understand the ways in which and the people whom God used uh, to help preserve the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints, as Jude talked about in his epistle. Okay, and so some of the issues that were going on during this era of church history, uh, the issues that were encountered, that were fought over, uh, and again, that were codified in church councils, include the following. The relationship of Christianity and Judaism, which... Look at Acts 15 uh, if you want to see some scriptural examples of that. Also, the New Testament canon. What was accepted as inspired scripture for the New Testament? Apologetics, the defense of the faith that led to a consistency of doctrine in the church. Also, this was the time of the famous church creeds. The Nicene Creed being perhaps the most famous, or most well-known, I should say, uh, from this period. Uh, We also have the Apostles' Creed as well, and we'll be looking at some of these. Uh, Also, the doctrine of the Trinity was really fleshed out and defended. Uh, Lord willing, we'll see when we get to the Council of Nicaea, Bishop Nicholas, we will see him defending the doctrine of the Trinity against the heretic Arius. Arius was one of the early heretics in the church, Uh, who denied the Trinity. And we'll see how in the Council of Nicaea, uh, the doctrine of the Trinity was, again, systematized, it was fleshed out, it was fought over, and ultimately codified. Also, and we'll see this later on at the Council of Chalcedon, Jesus' deity and humanity, where this church council affirmed that Jesus truly had two complete natures, fully God and fully man. The hypostatic union, we call that. Also with Augustine, the doctrines of grace, sort of a a precursor to Calvinism in a sense. Again, we'll flesh some of that out as we get there. But these uh, certainly are not all of the issues, but these were several of the issues that came to the fore during this age of the church and were very, very important. And again, these church creeds and councils and different bishops and these men that God used to help preserve the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Again, as I mentioned before, especially for those of us from a Protestant background, it's very important that we remember that many of these doctrines that we as believers hold as essential to salvation, they were thought through, they were prayed over, many times fought over, and they were really established and codified during this period of the church. Okay, so maybe it'll help to think of it in this way. At this point in the patristic age of the church, right after the apostles, our Lord Jesus had already come. He had incarnated, he had died for our sins, risen from death, and ascended to the right hand of the Father. Pentecost had come, Acts chapter 2, he had poured out his spirit upon his followers. Uh, That's the moment where I and many believe that the church was born, if you want to use that language, when the Holy Spirit was poured out in that special way. And then Jesus' followers, empowered by the Spirit, went forth teaching, preaching, evangelizing, baptizing, and all of that. We have to remember, though, that they did not exist in a vacuum. They were human just like we are. They had cultural baggage and cultural lenses through which they saw the world just like we all do. And they had struggles. They had questions and issues of faith through which they had to work. 
And we have to remember that many of the essential doctrines uh, that we see clearly in the scriptures, they were not widely known and believed by the masses for a number of reasons. Uh, One, we have to remember that the scriptures had not at this point been translated into thousands of languages and dialects like they have been for us today. In the early days of the church, those who spoke Hebrew had the Old Testament, and then the Greek speakers, they had the New Testament letters that were being written, and they also had the Septuagint translation, which was the translation of the Old Testament into Greek, done about 200 BC or so. And so they had that, but that was about it. Okay, they didn't have, you know, the scriptures in every single language and dialect in a form that you could carry around in your pocket, like we have today. Okay, and the church, remember, had just been born, so to speak, was fairly new on the scene over the course of human history. Okay, so the apostles and the early church fathers, they were fighting spiritual battles, they were battling against heresy, false religions, all of these things. And at the same time, they were working to establish a uniformity of faith and practice according to the words of Christ and his apostles. And so the church was in its infancy at this point. However, and this is so great, Just as our Lord promised, he builds his church. He saw his church through this turbulent and tumultuous era of history. And we look back now, this is the year 2017, and we are just in awe. And we're so thankful for the testimony of the early church fathers, these patristic fathers, as we call them, how they preserved the faith delivered by Christ and by the apostles for us. Okay. And so again, we're going to be looking at these issues here throughout the coming episodes And we're going to be fleshing out many of these different councils, these ideas, these issues, the people that were very influential. So I'm really excited to get into this with you guys. Once again, thanks for listening and join us next time for our third episode of Centuries and Saints. I would appreciate it if you would head to my website, scottwmatson.com. My last name is spelled M-A-T-S-O-N. Check that out. There are some writings there on my blog page. You can also get links to the Amazon store to check out the book that I recently published on Martin Luther. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. It's been fun being with you, and I will talk with you next time. The ocean is your power. The sea.